0: what is up
1: what is up man
0: week number four
1: we we've done this for a month a month a month a month and we're still kicking man
0: this i, I never thought we would be here you never thought i would make it is what you're saying you're right. <laughs> i got you're you right. Yeah, you, never now, you thought know I'd... i mean you know i mean but this is this is commitment I mean, so we're like podcast official now um, Do I need to change my uh, Facebook status to what? To podcast official, <laughs> as opposed to podcast complicated.
1: <laughs> Pretty soon we're gonna have a check mark on Twitter.
0: Ah, uh, I guess there are fake check-, check marks. People can like front like they're um, certified. <laughs> I feel I, like I, I need that. that. I feel like I need the fake Twitter thing. I mean, do it. You should do it. But I mean, because Twitter is not really a real place, right? I mean, are any of these places real? I mean, I don't know. Is I mean, is what is happening with everything going on at Mar-a-Lago real?
1: Well, that's the thing. Like before, we should we, we jump into. We should just call this. This is the run it back edition, right? Because we've already talked about these things, but apparently more news keeps coming out. So we got to revisit it.
0: <laughs> More news keeps coming out, uh, and apparently now the Trump team is looking at filing a lawsuit.
1: Oh, that's a shock!
0: Right, that is Trump, a shock. Trump filing a lawsuit against against the government.
1: All right, so you you should at least give people like what have we discovered since the search? Don't call it a raid. That was that was no raid. Since the search of Mar-a-Lago.
0: I <laughs> I mean. I don't know. I mean, well, apparently, did we even know that? Apparently, there were personal documents that were mingled in, uh, in with all these classified documents. Like, dude had passports. <laughs> three. Three passports. Like, what is he like? Is he like the born identity? Why, why the hell he got three damn passports? Like, what? <laughs>
1: one. One was out of date, apparently. Okay. But uh, that's the other thing. Is like. Um, is he, does he think he can go somewhere on the DL? Like, are we not going to recognize?
0: I mean, where is he going? Is he going to Epstein Island? Oh. Oh, sorry. Did that? Was it too soon? Whoa. Too soon? <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I,
1: I usually could contain my laughter. <laughs> I could not. Uh, that,
0: uh, we did not talk about um, Epstein Island in, in the pre-show. <laughs> I should also note that the pre-show actually just consists of... Of us drinking concoctions.
1: That that'll be that'll be for another episode. So to mm. talk. What happened in Mar-a-Lago? What what did what new stuff has come out?
0: Well, uh, this week, a judge has decided that they may partially. They will release a redacted version of the um, of the request. Uh, to raid, so that's that's something that's pretty big um, in in large part because the federal government has an open investigation, right? And the partial unsealing could very much jeopardize the case that the United States is building against the former president. So
1: he, here's the thing: is apparently what we've discovered about what happened at Mar-a-Lago. Is that th- it was like a turnstile. It's
0: yeah. like a turnstile. Yeah. So,
1: part of what the FBI was worried about is there are these secrets or there's uh, uh, top secret, we, we covered this last time, top secret information. And they were worried because it's just like anybody has access to them. Right, yeah. like you didn't even like all these spy movies where you have to go undercover and you have to take <laughs> out the camera that's embedded <laughs> into your glasses and you have to do it like you have thirty seconds to do it and then you have a flash drive. Right, you, you got somebody's
0: it. thumb that you cut gotcha, off to exactly. to get in. None yeah. of that.
1: Well, apparently in Mar-a-Lago, you just have to walk through. Yeah. So that's what they're worried about. Now, here's what I would say: the, the Republicans were like, "Hey, we 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 need to see." We need to see like what all the stuff is mm. and so they unsealed the affidavit. Right. right. But now they they're they're saying, Well show us all of the the information that would um that that all of your reasoning, supporting information right. for why you want to do it. I actually and, and these are news agencies that are now right. suing because they like the public has a right to know. In Jerry and I, are in one of these, just as a preview, we're going to talk about how the news media can mm-hmm. can can mess up a story. So, I there's a this is an active investigation. I don't think that they should unseal that. Like, if it's an active investigation, let the DOJ do its work. Once the DOJ has done its work, if there is prosecution, like, then the news media will find out. Republicans, y'all are just blustering. Like, you're just... Every time you've asked for something and Merrick Gar- Garland is handed to you, that's not enough. So that's posturing. But for the news organizations, I, I think this thing needs to get played out Right. before you then start reporting on the thing. Like, just, like, let's leave it alone and let justice do its
0: thing. I mean, it's it's astonishing to see uh all of a sudden certain people who i whose people whose name i don't even want to mention because they just piss me off but how now all all of a sudden they're acting as if the federal government is out to get them right uh (laughs) marjorie taylor greene who's name Henry. you won't mention. I, you know, I wasn't going to mention it, but then she had the nerve to invoke uh, Dr. Martin Luther King saying, hey, what they're doing to President Trump is exactly the kind of thing they were doing uh, with MLK and that they're basically abusing their power. The, what she's wrong about is invoking Dr. King. I don't even want to talk about that. What I do want to talk about, though, and I'm not a lawyer, uh, so any, any lawyers out there and our lawyer friends who would love to come on and talk to, but but I, I think that what is dangerous about what is being requested of the federal government right now, and I don't know enough about the law to know if this would be a good thing or a very dangerous thing, but what this could do is actually set a very, from the perspective of the federal government, a very dangerous precedent because if, if it does turn out that the federal government then has to release to the public,
1: yeah, the,
0: the evidence in their case, then every other case that the federal government's in, if you are a even if you're the worst attorney that's ever graduated from law school, past the bar, and practicing, even that attorney is going to be like, oh, I want. I'm going to do the same thing. Federal government, you need to give me. Right. You need to give this to me. So I think that we really need to be careful here. So we have to and we also have to remember if the dude doesn't take classified top secret documents. Exactly. Home. Right. And also, we should just a reminder, you don't get to take work home when you when you're when you're no longer at the job. You're not taking work home at that point you're stealing, okay well, and this
1: whole thing about what I love is as the news trickles out, then the truth comes to supplant the news that's trickling out, so apparently the 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 defense has been like, oh well I." I declass I-, I had a process by which i declassified all of this information it was present so now all of these um, the former chiefs of staff right. <laughs> and all the people are involved are like um, that's no process we knew about so like these rules and we didn't know anything about that so it's just like let's let it run its course i, I think the other reason why i say we don't um unseal the supporting evidence is it's gonna be so redacted like there will be a chance when we see all this that i have no doubt that maggie haberman i wonder if i if if, if, if i get uh, some bonus points for mentioning uh, that she and other great reporters will figure all this out but right now now's not the time so
0: i'm also thinking that i'm hoping that they have they being the federal government you know merrick garland's office that they have role-played this out. They have war-gamed this out because you're right, like at every turn, every time they're like, we need this, then something else. So if they have war-gamed this out the way I believe they have, it's almost like they're guiding Trump, guiding the Republican Party (laughs) into a trap. And if I, the, the best thing the Republicans could do and uh, even though they believe that their best fortunes are tied to President Trump is to do exactly what you're saying, Dave. Just let it play out. Let it ride. Let it ride.
1: And, and for the record, I, I don't want to know if Merrick Garland and his top people are role playing this out. Like, I really don't want to know that. Like that, I, 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 that. That's too much for me.
0: I need to know that they I need to know that someone's thought about this. Because I I I would be very concerned. In fact, if we find out that they haven't thought about this, they're gonna be they're gonna be a call out at some point they thought in about this show. This.
1: I maybe what we'll do next week is we'll do the role play of how they go through the different scenarios.
0: I mean, I think that would be great. We could do like a kind of a fishbowl kind of role play. Nobody wants to see that. Every every organizer that's listening to the show, Whitney wants to see it. <laughs>
1: Alright. The, <laughs> the other thing we need to talk about because we're not gonna we're not gonna spend our whole time talking about this thing is there was also a, a primary election in Wyoming. Yes. And the results of that primary election is that Liz Cheney mm. went down in defeat to Harriet Hageman. Yes. And and here's all I want to say about that is that all of the news stories, I mean, it's not too much of a surprise. Mm. Um, the, the the Republican vote, um, the the small poll samples that we had seen, the expectation, all of this was that um, uh, Liz Cheney was going to lose. But it, to me, it's telling that all of the stories uh, coming out of Tuesday's primary was Liz Cheney goes down in defeat, not uh, Harriet Hageman won. Right. Like so, like, th- it's really clear this is this is about Liz Cheney versus uh, Donald Trump. Right. And what happens after that?
0: I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. And I don't mean this personally against Hagerman. I'm sure she's a nice person. OK, that was, uh, that I'm, was, I'm that sure, was the death kiss. I'm, I'm sure, sure she that she is going identity. to clearly she's clearly going to represent the will of uh, the Wyoming people. Who all I, all honestly when I you know what I thought when I saw the, the results? Is like I thought about Hillary and I thought, oh man, they're gonna need a bigger basket. I'll let y'all think about what that means in a second. But what's her name? Harriet Hageman. Hageman? Harriet Hingelman? Hingleman? Hing, Hingleberry. Oh my god. Hingleberry, Hinglesmith, whatever her name is. She's she's not important, okay? Like this is exactly what you said. This is Trump versus Cheney. Cheney. This is not unexpected. So I guarantee you that she's war game this scenario because the the narrative coming out on Wednesday was already about what her next move is going to be. She's she. This is this is this is they are releasing her. This is a win for Liz Cheney.
1: So you're saying you're saying that instead of release the Kraken, they've released the Cheney.
0: They've released the Cheney. Like, this, this frees her up now to focus nationally um, on, and then on Trump. This is, this is great for Liz Cheney. What do you think? So that's the
1: other part of the story that folks have been picking up. What do you think is, um, what's, the, what's, what's the way in which her opposition to Trump, like, what can she do to really, really make it difficult for him?
0: you know i do think so she can she can pluck off the last republicans who are left i think i think there is I, I do believe there is a good there's there's a bunch of what i would consider the i'm in you know we're in Kansas city so i think of the bob dole nancy Kassebaum, old school republicans there're the dick cheney republicans remember the days of the good old fashioned we can't stand dick cheney republican yeah i i never thought that i would look at liz cheney and go now that's a republican now that is that's somebody (laughs) that we can reason with think with but i think she could you know she's not going to win her nomination but she could certainly run as an independent and take republicans with her
1: i don't think she's going to do anything to me there are two things that are intriguing to me most people have actually talked about the fact that she's gonna um, run for president. They asked her about it. She was pretty um, uh, uh, nondescript, um, and so there was just talk about. I to me, the most compelling point about her running for president in the Republican primary is if we could see her on a debate stage with Trump, that would be amazing. Because yeah. there's going to be a level of specificity mm-hmm. that that like is gonna. Just, that will make for great television. Yes. From a impact standpoint, and is, and most people went to the, again, her running for, in the Republican primary, I immediately thought of her running as um, a third-party candidate. Mm-hmm. And because, like, we saw how close the election was, yep. right? Um, how close 20 was. So... If she runs as a third party and peels away some people, right, uh, uh, some so, some some of those diehard like uh, traditional Republicans, not, right. not not the new Trump Republicans, but if she peels those folks, I'm thinking about folks who is like I'm just voting for the party, right. I right. I don't like Trump, but I'm just going to vote for the party because I always vote. Or if she peels off some of those folks, um. I think that might have a bigger impact on the
0: race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, there are people who are ready after, you know, I, I mean, I look at the Trump years, I'm looking, and, and I think there are a lot who are going to look at both the, who are going to lump the Trump years and the Biden years together and say, we want a responsible Republican party back. I do think, however, Liz Cheney is not just going to appeal Republicans. I do believe well, be, she that is that going to... If, if the choice is the current... Because there are a lot of people who are, just, who are ready to move on from President Biden. Don't be surprised if people look at Liz Cheney as the most viable option between Biden, Trump slash DeSantis, and Cheney. Like if this is a three-person race, she could end up messing it up and and putting uh, Trump or DeSantis in the way. I think she could, I think she's gonna peel off some Democrats.
1: Wow. Okay, I don't I, I, I can't think about that right now. You just you, <laughs> you, 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 uh, if y'all saw me, you would see the mind-blowing emoji and all that. I'm all
0: Cheney right now. I'm oh Team my Cheney. Gosh. Okay. I mean, I know she's problematic with her Roe v. Wade stance, you know, and and all sorts of other things. But right, yeah
1: she's problematic for more reasons than that like so just i mean so we're clear like we can do a deeper dive and i have the utmost respect for the stances that she's taken and and her commitment to democracy writ large and this the republic of the united states of america um but i got lots of issues can i just give
0: the listeners a little bit of insight um that by the time you hear this, I will have changed my position on Liz Cheney like three or four times. And in fact, I may actually have a hit piece out on Liz Cheney by the time um, this, this airs.
1: Sorry. All right, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, and because we wanna be clear and we live in a day and age where we have to be clear, when Jerry says a hit piece, he means something in writing. Yes. Right. Like he, he's not talking about he's gonna uh, physically <laughs> assault her or get weapons thank
0: you for saying that because i think we were talking a couple of weeks ago how these threats against people are real. like and when they say it hit now they're talking about they it hit. yeah ooh, ooh, i said a cuss word oh you're gonna have to go I'm back have and to go an it, edit. Edit, man see i was looking for an edit free now I'm going to have to apologize to Spotify.
1: Or or we could do what other podcasts do. And there's like, um, at the beginning of the podcast, it, we, Jerry might just do this. He might say, um, just to let you know that this podcast ta- contains explicit language.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to tag this now as an explicit <laughs> pod instead of a family pod. Well, Good thing. Well, yeah. I,
1: I, I'm glad we're no longer an implicit podcast you cannot wait for football season to start i can't you you have been bored out of your mind um man i I feel like for the two listeners who have who (laughs) who have listened to us and you heard me go on and on and on about uh my beloved kansas city royals this has been a rough week and i'm not going to go back though i I don't apologize for what i said last week but whatever i said (laughs) last week is definitely not true this week so jerry's done with baseball season He's ready for football season, and right now, in, in in anticipation of whatever your favorite team is, there is one big kind of hovering thing. Yes. That needed to get uh, uh, handled. Yes. It needed to get resolved before we went into the the football season. And yes. Jerry and I actually said we complained. Of course, we're talking about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And we complained about the initial six-game suspension. Well, now we have resolution. So I'm going to turn it over to Jared because he's got all kinds of um, explicit things to say about this. We'll see how many of those words come out. But Deshaun Watson, what did we find out about the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns?
0: So in the last episode, we talked about how the National Football League had appealed a decision from their arbitrator to suspend Deshaun Watson. For six games, as you recall, uh, he'd been accused by 24, Man, I different lost women, 24, 26.
1: More fingers and toes than one More individual fingers has. And
0: toes. Uh, all all um, massage therapists who had accused him of sexual assault, uh, the league had initially reached the decision to uh, suspend him for six games. The NFL commissioner... Appealed that because he had been advocating for a much longer suspension, the um, the appeal process has been completed. Deshaun Watson has been suspended for eleven games and fined five million dollars. Now I have all sorts of issues, date with the adding on of only five additional games. It should be noted that when he is eligible, his first game back will be in week 13 against the Houston Texans. <laughs> the Houston Texans, for those of you who don't know, oh is the team that Deshaun Watson was playing for when he was doing all of these things. They are playing in Houston. And the,
1: just, just one point, like, yeah. I'm sorry to yeah. just jump in. I'm going to let you go. Yeah. But part of the lawsuits... Mm-hmm. That happened were not just against Deshaun Watson, but they were also against the Texans That's right. for like essentially aiding and abetting because he yes. used yes. the uh, Texan hotel rooms, like hotel rooms that the Texans reserved for their place. He used that, and then uh, a, a Texan security person, head of security, gave him the nondisclosure agreement. So yeah. not, there's so yeah. many ironies around this. There's
0: so many ironies. And I think in a different episode, we might need to, to get on the NFL a little bit. I, do, I personally believe that extending this suspension by an extra five games, having his first game be against Houston, is the NFL doing what the NFL does, which is they never want to waste the opportunity to, they're like, let's just be, let's get it all handled in one game. We got Houston, we got Cleveland, we got Deshaun. It's going to suck for us in that one week. We're going to get it done, and then we'll be out of our way. Right.
1: And, and ostensibly, both teams could be out of the playoff hunt by that time. Like they could have losing records, but it'll still be the game of the week. It,
0: it'll still it'll still be the game of the week. So Deshaun Watson gave a press conference this time to actual media. He gave a he did he did a an interview with the Cleveland Browns media person a week ago. Like they said, we're going to have a whole different conversation about the role of media and covering news and covering sports. But in this press conference. He was being asked about his suspension. He apologized for all of the decisions that he's made. I think he said, like, I apologize for the decisions that have impacted everyone. But then he goes on to say that he stands on his innocence. He says, quote, I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence and keep pushing forward. And I have always stood on not disrespecting or sexual assaulting anyone even after all of this (laughs) he still contends that he has done nothing wrong and i i I gotta tell you i just don't know i just i know that the nfl has a process but the idea and i I, in, in fairness in fairness to the listeners i have to be completely honest to say I don't know how long they could have suspended Deshaun Watson where I would have been happy. I just, I just, I mean, it's very clear. Judge Robinson in her original original ruling basically is like, this guy should not be supervised, should not be unsupervised. Right, but she was bound by precedent. Bound by precedent, right? And so I think that the larger conversation for the NFL is... Yes, you've gone through the process. Yes, we're going to move on. Yes, I'm ready for for kickoff. Uh, I think most football fans are ready. But I just don't know how in good conscience Cleveland, and don't even get me started on the Haslams, Jimmy Haslund. And Jimmy Haslund's the owner, and he released a statement with his wife saying, hey, Deshaun, since he's been in in the building, has been a leader, been a stand-up guy, is doing the work, and we're going to give money to support causes – um that, you know, help women who are victims of sexual assault. And I'm like, or the thing you could do is not give him the, the the biggest guaranteed contract in the history of your league. You could have done that. I just I don't know. I'm not I am not gonna boycott the league like you did a couple years ago. <laughs> I don't even I don't know how you did it, man.
1: What, what why are you bringing up old history? I'm just saying that
0: you actually stood on principle and didn't watch football for an entire year. And it's one thing if you it's one thing to not watch football for an entire year if you're a Dolphins fan <laughs> or oh if you God. are an, an LA Chargers fan because you know, I mean those teams are terrible, right? Bobby Herbert. I mean, Bobby Herbert. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that. <laughs> you t- you <laughs> talking about Bobby Aver? That uh, used to be I, was about I always get <laughs> Herbert
1: and Aver <laughs> a- messed up. My bad. Okay, so you just made your Justin point Herbert about the
0: Chargers. Is, I'm going to say it right now, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, hot shot, third year quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm calling it right now, most overrated quarterback in the league. Okay, do it in the playoffs. Do okay. it in the
1: playoffs. So you really covered this well, like really well. Like I, just a couple things I want to add is. Um, I'm a big, this doesn't even need to be explained, it's ridiculous, but I'm big into even numbers, I'm big into whole numbers. So this idea of, like, 11 games feels really weird to me. Like, where did you get 11 from, how did you get 11? Um, Given what you just said, it may have more to do with the coming back matchup than it has to do with games. Um, I think, so I I just want to say this is, like, the thing that feels really just um, just just doesn't hit me right is number one, it's it's like this is a big deal. This isn't like this is a big deal and the accusations happened and I and I know you have to send it to arbitration and, and I know this is about collective bargaining and there was gonna be a third party but so this was a settlement that was determined right. between the league and Deshaun and his representatives. So eleven games doesn't feel like enough. Um, and then the fine. A lot of media outlets were saying it's the biggest fine in NFL history. It's nothing. Five million dollars is a pittance, right. um, given his contract that, that that he signed. Like I just, I, and I want to get to the contract here in a second. But so next year he's supposed to make forty-six. His base salary is going to be forty-six million dollars. So he's getting like giving five million dollars, and right. I know like. For most of us five million dollars is a big deal but i'm just saying like um to that just doesn't feel like a big enough fine like if you're gonna right. not be suspended for the year right then there there should be a big fine you like i know you might have more to say about deshaun washington's <laughs> apology here to me that is also kind of the egregious point is the cleveland browns get off scot-free yeah and, and here's what I mean by that is, I pulled up. This, this is available um, on the uh, the Spotrack, uh website that looks at that looks at um, contracts. Deshaun Watson in 2022, this was determined when he when he was traded. They determined up front like his salary. And he got and Jerry yeah. said he got the biggest salary. But in 2022, his base salary is four hundred and two thousand and five hundred dollars. Yeah. In 23 it's 46 million in 24 it's 46 million in 25 it's 46 million and then there are signing bonuses that, that go into all of that this year it's and 500 and all that means is that when cleveland was doing business they factored in the fact they essentially factored in his guilt in the punishment that would come and they kind of said you know what not only are we going to kind of reward you for coming over just we're going to kind to put into your contract we're going to guarantee you that you're going to make right. not lose a ton of money going forward but then you're going to lose a small amount of money or like whatever you get suspended for your salary this year is going to build that in and to me that's that that's another sign that you are just essentially setting up um, guarantees that protect, that, that, yes. uh, that, that just protect the player, but then that's just as culpable. Like what we're saying is like, we know you did the thing, but now we're going, because we, you're a supreme athlete and we love you and what you can do and we think you can help us win, we're going to then have a contract that essentially overlooks anything that you've done. Like that, there is just as much culpability. Um, on on behalf of the Browns organization. That really, like, that to me is the offensive part. Not Paying $5 million, who cares? And giving to charity and and, and really standing up for women's rights, you essentially are protecting the player that did all of these things, and you built a situation that will really benefit him, and you're protecting him. And come on, man, none of that makes sense.
0: None of it makes sense. I mean, so with the salary piece— To put it in perspective, they're going to pay him. They're paying him one one hundredth this year of what they will pay him next year. They're literally paying him one percent of what he will make in 2023.
1: And part of that is like just again, so you all understand how this works is. So if you give him a smaller salary this year, if he's when he's when he is going to miss 11 games, right, that that um, one. Every game he misses is is is, is going to be—he won't be making money. Right. So if his base salary was $46 million, like it is next year. Right. So if he was suspended for the whole year, right, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. All, he's missing out on $402,000. So you're just deducting that. But next year, because they were pretty sure he, he was not going to be suspended, right, then— then it's like, oh, we're going to deduct forty-six million per game. I mean, you're dividing that right. by the number of games. Right. It's like that to me is just that. That's that's aiding and abetting in it, a different kind of way. And
0: the and, and and to me the the other thing too that I've had a huge problem with, and for a while I was just thinking about it from the standpoint of how this organization, Cleveland, which is one of the worst. I mean, I don't want to say worst. It's one they have one of the biggest fan bases in the country, Rabbit fan but bases, but just from a performance standpoint, imagine they're kind of like the Chicago Cubs of the NFL. They're, they're, they're just, lo- they're, they're, they've been a losing organization for over 50 years, okay? That, so that they chose, I, I was thinking that they chose Deshaun Watson to be the face of the franchise, a, a sexual predator to be the face of the franchise, I'm sorry, an alleged sexual predator. As the face of their franchise. But here's the issue. The bigger issue is. And it's not. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But the NFL. Is so woven into. The fabric of this country. That the face of your NFL franchise. Usually. Cleveland is an exception. Because even though LeBron is not there. LeBron is still the face of Cleveland. Right? Yeah. But when you choose the face of your NFL franchise, you are by proxy choosing the face of that city. No one knows who the mayor of Cleveland is. No one knows who the mayor of nationally outside of Kansas City, no one can name the mayor of Kansas City. No one can name, um, you know, mostly time, your quarterback, whoever your star players of that NFL city for the rest of the country. That's the face of your city. They have chosen for Cleveland to remove the guy who was the face of their franchise and was kind of the the co-face of their city in Baker Mayfield. And they've decided now the face of our city now is a sexual predator. Alleged. Alleged sexual predator who apologized, but also didn't apologize for (laughs) all the people he has impacted by his decisions and I think that I, I, to me it, does, it means nothing that this is the biggest fight in NFL history. This is the longest suspension in NFL history. NFL, you are bigger than just the entity itself. You have a bigger responsibility than just to your league. You have a responsibility to the communities that you serve. I need to see what is the workplace policy not only for Cleveland, but for the NFL, because it's not safe. No. It's not safe if you're if you Cleveland, unless they don't have women on staff, they're not safe. Now, so I don't need your apologies, Jimmy, or, or your statements, Jimmy and D Haslin, about what you're going to do in the community. The only thing you need to be doing right now, the only thing Kevin Stefanski needs to be doing right now, the general manager needs to be doing right now. Is how do we create in the 12 weeks or 11 weeks that he is not going to be with the team, not going to be uh, in the facility, you need to make it safe. So I think I think at this point there does need to be a demand and we're not going to do it because once kickoff happens, everyone's going to forget ESPN. I should have I should have made them my call out the way ESPN is covering this story. uh, Fox Sports is covering this story. Uh, all kind of all the, the, the networks that have a relationship with the NFL, the way they're covering the story is egregious. It's pathetic. It's not even it's not even journalism. I'm gonna stop talking. So it's wait, upsetting.
1: Why, why are you watching again?
0: Because I'm addicted to football. <laughs> I'm addicted to football. I mean, I have. I mean, I shouldn't be watching the team that I watch because we are now the the, the, the last team in the National Football League with an offensive name. I shouldn't even be watching them. Right. But I am. <laughs> progress. Progress over perfection.
1: Speaking of progress, not really, we're going to go to our third topic. Um, this is international news, so don't yeah. say that we're not an international, international podcast. International, baby. So one of the headlines from this week is the Finnish Prime Minister, Sanna Marin. Again, want to say her name, Santa Marin. A lot of news reports that I see just refer to her as the Finnish Prime Minister because they
0: don't know how to say her name.
1: <laughs> well, well, and it's just again offensive because like she is more than just her role. Right, like, she is She's a, person. a human.
0: She's a whole hu- ass human being.
1: Um, interesting that you use that choice of language. Um, that what happened this week is Santa Marin. Um, had a party, or she went to a party. I don't, I don't actually think she was hosting the party. She went to a party, and she was dancing. Yeah. And there was alcohol at the party. Right. And there were video, there were video cameras at the party. She knew there were video cameras at the party. Well, these cameras took a picture of her dancing, having a good time. And as many of us are want to do when we dance and have a good time, we probably yell and we, you know, we just we just we're, we're outside of ourselves. We're yeah. just doing our thing, um, having fun well that video leaks Mm -hmm. and then the uproar that comes i mean first of all because she is prime minister her political opponents um in the uh finnish parliament immediately are asking her to take a drug test which she did and then she has to come out and she makes a statement then she says hey i didn't you know i i i was i just had some things to drink and then she then she eventually did take the, the the drug test and like all these people reporting on it and all this and that and I, so I get it I and she has in the past um, not been willing to apologize for you know like having a good time and enjoying yourself can, can I just say like when are we going to stop expecting puritanical behavior mm. Mm. From our women leaders, right? Like, so part of me wants to say the person in the parliament was asking her to take a drink. Y- you, have never like gone out and, right. and 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 had a little drink and and and, and kind of let your hair down and dance. And I just, she was on her own time. She wasn't on government time. Like, let the woman live. I, yes. I think I am. To me, this thing, I want to say two things. I just let prime minister santa Marin live leave her alone let her dance and then can we as a society like to me this just speaks volumes about the unequal treatment and expectations that we have of women
0: here's my my thought on on prime minister Marin is that first of all finland and europe i mean so i i agree with everything you just said everything I have no I have no retorts on that but a that they're that they actually have a female prime minister right yes right um and I'm just kind of taken by the fact that I'm like no one here in the United States should have a damn thing to say about her like I just think about the outrage when President Obama wore a tan suit right Oh or goodness, exactly. they they criticize him how he you know he, he had the, at the beer summit like with, or they criticize that he puts mustard on. I mean it's just it's so absurd and like or
1: Michelle Obama showing her arms showing her
0: arms right, and so but you're, to your point that there is this um, I don't even it's not just a double standard it is just this this ridiculous thing. She was in a controlled environment with her friends. I'm listening. Like I, I don't have a pressure filled job. No. And yet there are times when I'm like, I'll be like, Hey man, can you go? Gra- can we go grab a beer? Can we? Like, I'm not a damn prime minister. Exactly. Of a, I mean, can you imagine, just all the things that a prime minister or president has to deal with, and for her to be able to unwind with people she knows, people she trusts. I do have an issue with. However, the the video got released only in as much as because she had mentioned that she was disappointed that it got published. But I, but I, and at the same time, I just marvel that Finland, that this qualifies as outrage.
1: Well, and if you see the news stations that pick it up, like in the way, like just look at if you do um, a search, just look at kind of the screenshots that they show of this. Yeah. Just like, come on. Like first of all, I don't want to have any British tabloid saying anything. Anything. Like y'all don't get to say anything. Like this she didn't lie about it. This wasn't during lockdown. She wasn't being duplicitous. Like she was just having a good time. And second of all, all you male politicians that need something about talking about, you know, doing things the right way, like you know you don't want a video camera in sure all the places, all the private places, filming kind of your
0: extracurricular activities. Right. Stop, just right. stop. Yeah, and so I, the 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 women of Finland who have been posting, they I know it's it. not. Just, I love it. I love it. I love it. They're showing support, and that and that to me should be. But it, it also then just also talks about how just how slow the news cycle has been. Where this is this is a story to me it's a non-story in in as much as the one thing is like just highlighting again this double standard that is so utterly ridiculous i think man
1: i think that we who like there should be a montage of the women um who are supporting Mm -hmm. prime minister santa or uh, prime minister Marin. Um, a montage of those videos in support, as well as her video, that should lead the conversation into why Finland needs to be admitted into NATO.
0: Hmm. They need
1: to be. Like, but that 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 should be reason number one.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> that should be their pitch.
1: That that should be the lead pitch. That should be the beginning of the pitch.
0: Well, see, this is see, I'm. I, I just I was watching 60 Minutes, and they were talking about Eurovision and how big Eurovision was. And I'm like, that video probably could have won Finland Eurovision exactly. this year. I love Eurovision, by the way. That, that, to me, seems like that needs to be a thing. That needs to be a thing um, in the United States. I am totally here for Eurovision. But shout-out, Prime Minister Marin. Shout-out to all the people who have been supporting her. And bad luck on you dudes, man. Just let it go. Let her live, man
1: all right man we're out to, we're we're we uh we've elongated this podcast by quite a bit yes we have had um explicit language yes. dropped in we actually had to pause you all may not be able to know when that happened like all kinds <laughs> of stuff the, like the, the the world was conspiring against us getting this done but are we, you at least
0: proud of me that the explicit language did not come when we were talking about prime minister mayor though
1: I mean, you, you, can draw, dude, I'm gonna let you live. You know, nope. whatever language you want to drop. Jared and I both have, uh, shout outs, no call outs, no call outs. Uh, you, who you want me to lead? You want to go lead? for it. All right. So here's my shout out. Can I just tell you that it is playoff season in the WNBA Playoffs. and it, that we, we've had, if you're listening to this, um, we've, the last two games, um, from when we're recording uh, on Sunday the twenty-first, we we had some blowouts the two previous days, right? So blowout, but the 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 playoffs have been compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been good games. Yeah, uh, we've had um, we, we've had some upsets. Like mm-hmm. uh, New York came in and and beat Chicago in the first yep. first game, and Chicago took offense to of that and came back and stomped them. But here's so I wanna. Shout out the WNBA. Really, this has just been fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I really want to shout out Becky Hammond. Mm. She's the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces. Las Vegas got the number one seed. Yeah. They have been playing great during the season. There looks like they're, I mean, they're in their first round, they're doing whatever they want. My biggest thing is this. Lots of people in the NBA, so not just date saying this, but lots of players have been becky hammond deserves a head coaching chance she deserves a head coaching chance i mean you had uh, she was up in portland and you had several people like she'd be great there and it looks like she was just she was being interviewed but never seriously like we've seen this before um in in other head coaching circles with um black candidates becky hammond wasn't considered seriously so she was like she everybody expected her to go back to the spurs She's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take my talents to Las Vegas and it is all working. Major props to you, Becky Hammond. Do your thing, live your best life. And in the meantime, why don't you go get yourself a
0: championship? Yeah. Can I piggyback a little bit on your Come on, on, on your um, shout out shout out to Sue Bird. Sue Bird, the great Sue Bird. After twenty years in the WNBA, is retiring after this year. She is one of the most decorated basketball players. I'm not saying one of the most decorated women basketball players, one of the most decorated basketball players in American history, four world championships, five Olympic gold medals. She won two championships at UConn. Um, She is just the real deal and um, just incredible, incredible basketball player. I think her future is bright. I know she was working with the Denver Nuggets for a couple years in their front office as well. I I feel like I'm going to predict that she's going to be – the first WNBA player to be a general manager of an NBA team. I, I believe that. I, I think. I think she's ready for it. But shout out to. Sue she Bird. might
1: know something about basketball. Yeah, she, she know,
0: might. She, she might know a little bit about the game. <laughs> yes. like she.
1: She, yes. she might be able to understand talent. And-
0: yes, and all she's ever done is win. Great career. Congratulations, Sue Bird, on whatever it is you do next. I'm sure whatever it is you will you will kick butt doing it. So. Are you proud of me I didn't say the, the other word?
1: <laughs> but your real shout-out. That, that was a mini shout-out. Not not mini because he didn't mean it and it was super. But Jerry is about to nerd out. Go ahead, Jerry. I
0: know a lot of you are, are are upset with HBO Max and they're cutting a lot of their original content. A lot. A lot of their original content. But my shout-out goes to The Suits at hbo hbo max starting as we're recording tonight house of the dragon the long-awaited game of thrones sequel well prequel technically right is coming out tonight you listen to the people we wanted more game of thrones you're giving us more game of thrones we're going to get targaryen the targaryens i think it's like maybe a couple hundred years before game of thrones it's going to be awesome um, it's They're going to keep me subscribed to HBO Max for one, so kudos to them for that.
1: You were never going to unsubscribe.
0: I don't even know how. <laughs> but, but not only, so this, it, even if House of the Dragon were the only news that came out, or the only thing happening this week uh, with HBO Max, they would get the shout out. But they even came out with more good news this week. We yeah. are going to get a Jon oh, Snow God. Game of Thrones series, so post. Game of Thrones finale, we're going to get Jon Snow. HBO Max, you have won the week in content. I am super excited. I am probably going to end up geeking out on House of the Dragon at some point during this podcast over the next few weeks because I am so excited. This is awesome. Oh, So,
1: Jerry, do you think I should watch Game of Thrones?
0: You've never watched Game of Thrones?
1: I've seen two episodes when I was sitting with you. Oh, my God. Only two? Only two.
0: You know what? Here's what I would suggest. I, so I, I'm one of those people. So in the way you haven't watched Game of Thrones, I haven't watched Breaking Bad. And everyone's like, well, you can just watch Better Call Saul, and then you can watch Breaking Bad. I have a feeling that you could just start with this. Start with House of the Dragon. And then after this season, start season one of uh, a Game of Thrones.
1: I feel like me admitting that... Um, For the two people who listen to us, I'm going to get called out.
0: How are you cutting our audience in half? It was four. It's it's four? It was four last week. Now you've got it down to two. I mean, I
1: I might be one of seven people.
0: The sad part is I know that I do know. I think it may only be two. We
1: know them. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I I do an automatic download, so that doesn't count. (laughs) Are
0: you the five-star rating? Yeah, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, y'all, we've made it through. We made it through. Week four. Week
1: four. Run it
0: back. Yes. Um, Until the next time, there's going to be more crazy stuff, I'm sure, in the news. Uh, So until we meet again, you all have a wonderful week, and we will catch you on the flip side of Trailblazing. Peace. Peace.